Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, all right. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for March the 1st, 2023. 19 days until spring, and today is also hashtag National Peanut Butter Lovers Day, and I do love some peanuts and peanut butter. It's also National Pig Day, dare I say I love some pig, and National Barista Day. Basically a hat trick of things that most Americans love. Peanut Butter Lovers Day comes a couple of months after Peanut Butter Lovers Month, which is back in November. That way you can spread the celebration around. March also will bring, of course, March Madness. Speaking of which, President Biden, who will visit the Department of Homeland Security today, was spreading the madness and fear again yesterday. If mega Republicans try to take away people's health care by gutting Medicaid and the Affordable Care Act, I will stop them. There's an awful lot of really good Republicans, but the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat. Is it the mega or the MAGA Republicans? A different breed of cat. I wasn't around for the 60s, but I think that's what they used to say back then. Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight, has more on the president's comments. Next up, another Biden moment that makes you wonder how on earth... This is our president. Enjoy. And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand it, but she'd whisper, she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was a, there was a connection, a human connection. Had a nurse that would do things you're never going to learn in medical school. <laughs> Can you imagine starting off a story like that? Biden has mentioned this story before. He told the same tale to a media outlet during an interview in 2020, just months before the election. Gets better every time, like a lot of his stories. Then you wonder if it ever even really happened. Next up, the Washington Post, desperate for a slam piece on Donald Trump because they know that's how they get all their clicks, dug as deep as they possibly could, but they came up short. Quote, so far, Trump's rollback of regulations can't be blamed for Ohio train wreck. Fact checker Glenn Kessler reluctantly had to admit the Biden, uh, the media and the Biden administration are lying about Donald Trump with their latest narrative that ran for probably two weeks. Uh, He wrote, we decided to examine every possible regulatory change made under Trump that could be related to the accident and assess whether it could have made an impact. From our analysis, none of the regulatory changes made during the Trump administration at this point can be cited as contributing to the accident. Kessler was giddy at the thought of being a fact check hero for the left on this story. They looked through every single Trump regulation rollback from four years in the White House. They looked through thousands and thousands of documents, probably over the course of just a couple days at the most. That was how desperate they were (laughs) to find that Trump was culpable for this thing. Obviously, that's what they wanted to find. 
And they did all of that work at such a rapid pace. And yet for years, they couldn't make the time to look at Hunter's laptop and find out if the current sitting president is corrupt. Catch Rob Schmidt weeknights at 7 o'clock Eastern. Meanwhile, American Agenda is continuing its in-depth coverage of the East Palestine, Ohio derailment and the Biden administration. While the crash was almost a month ago, more questions are being raised about the administration's slow response to this environmental disaster. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg only got out there last week, five days after former President, or at least a couple days after President Trump and uh, uh, President Biden hasn't even made an appearance. That all comes as the Department of Transportation's internal watchdog is opening an audit into Transportation Secretary Buttigieg over his extensive use of private jets. For more on this, we're joined now by Caitlin Sutherland, Executive Director, Americans for Public Trust. Great to have you with us. Uh, your reaction to Pete Buttigieg, specifically uh, all of these private planes. He had a, a very uh, unique response to it, saying that somehow it would have been it was less expensive than flying coach. Yeah, we are very pleased uh, that Pete Buttigieg is finally under investigation for taking nearly 20 flights on taxpayer funded private jets. And remember, this is coming from the same individual that is constantly harping Americans to reduce their commercial, uh, their carbon emissions. And he's flying private to places that have readily available commercial options. So we yeah. are pleased to see that he is finally under investigation. Yeah. Now, I've heard his explanation that sometimes he has a lot of people that have to travel with him. So uh, he will take uh, an individual jet uh, but that he seems to try to conflate two different things, if, if I'm right about this. One is you might take a government uh, uh, jet that a lot of people can fit on from the Department of Transportation. OK, I don't think that's the issue that people are talking about. Right, Caitlin? I mean, they're talking about the private planes that uh, they're going to events in Europe, for instance. Yeah, with Prince Harry. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. This type of travel is atypical for a secretary of transportation. And when you take a look at the locations that he is traveling to, it's New Hampshire, Wisconsin, Florida, Arizona. Those are all incredibly important states for a future presidential candidate. Ah, so yeah. I think it's fair to beg the question of why a cabinet official must travel with such an entourage to all these locations to tout what he is saying is infrastructure, while you and I are left stranded on the tarmac or unable to get to locations missing very important events because we do not have instant access to a taxpayer-funded jet like Pete Buttigieg. That's Caitlin Sutherland, the executive director of Americans for Public Trust. The latest development on the derailment is that a Senate committee has asked the CEO of Norfolk Southern to testify under oath about the train derailment in East Palestine. CEO Alan Shaw was asked to participate in an upcoming hearing by the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee. A date for that hearing has not yet been announced. There was another train derailment, by the way, yesterday here in Florida. The Seminole Gulf Railway train derailed near the Sarasota-Bradenton International Airport, beautiful, pristine area. Six cars, including one carrying 30,000 gallons of propane. Officials say there is no evidence of a leak there, and thankfully, there are no reports 
of any injuries. The big story, however, is the Supreme Court weighing the legality of President Biden's ambitious executive action to forgive billions of dollars in a student loan debt. The Biden administration arguing it has the authority to provide relief during a national emergency like the COVID-19 pandemic. Conservative justices pointing to the major questions doctrine, which says in essence that if the executive branch wants to do anything big, and I guess you can argue over what big is, it would need to have direct, explicit authorization from Congress. Chief Justice John Roberts. We're talking about half a trillion dollars uh, and 43 million Americans. How does that fit under the normal understanding of modifying? Wake Up America spoke with former acting U.S. attorney Matthew Whitaker for some more context. In this case, obviously, uh, the White House has has grabbed some language from post 9-11 legislation that that suggests that they can forgive uh, student loan debt. I think the Supreme Court is going to probably pare that power back. Obviously, uh, if the White House can unilaterally act without Congress's explicit approval, I think that is opens a, a whole a host of uh, issues uh, that this White House and its activist um, president, you know, could could want to uh, implement some real liberal um, ideas. Good point, Mr. Attorney General. I wanted to get your reaction uh, to a bill out in Idaho. Kind of an odd story here, but it basically would establish execution by firing squad as a backup to lethal injection, just because there have been so many problems with lethal injection uh, over the last several decades. Um, We haven't seen somebody um, killed by firing squad since 2010. Does this bill have a chance? Yeah, well, I mean, as someone that worked closely on this issue of the death penalty protocol when I was in the Trump administration and we successfully implemented one, the drugs uh, to do lethal injection are very hard to obtain. Uh, They're usually manufactured outside of the United States. And so uh, the FDA has taken a position that you can't import those. Uh, You know, we fought a lot of battles internally on those issues. And so an alternate uh, to lethal injection is necessary. And, you know, the real question is, how do you overcome uh, the Constitution's um, you know, prevention against cruel and unusual punishment. Is a firing squad uh, meet that standard? Certainly, we've used it in our past, and as well as other methods for execution. And we'll see uh, if Idaho is successful. But certainly, uh, as long as the people of the United States and of various states want the death penalty, we should certainly have a way that 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 the people's will and juries. Uh, that convict uh, these sociopaths of of heinous crimes uh, can have their verdict implemented. That is former acting U.S. attorney Matthew Whitaker on Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty and his team. A great way to get your day started beginning at 6.30 Eastern. I've talked to Rob on the radio several times. He's a seasoned journalist who, among other places, worked in Tampa, Florida for a long time and just a really good dude. Speaking of really good people, Lyra Trump, the president's daughter-in-law, spoke with Greg Kelly about her father-in-law and the 2024 presidential race. Let's face it, there's a lot of buzz about Ron DeSantis right now. Um, does that bother you? It's, it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't fault President Trump. It seems to bother him sometimes. What do you make of DeSantis right now and uh, this talk? 
Well, look, he was just reelected as the governor of my state, the state of Florida, where I am right now. And he committed to being governor for us for another four years. So I sure as heck would like to see him continue down that path and remain the governor here. Um, but when you actually look at any head to head matchup with Donald Trump and any potential candidate uh, running in 2024, any possible opponent, Donald Trump is getting over 50 percent of the vote. So if you bring in Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, anyone else who might want to jump in this race, Greg, um, they're likely going to split the other portion of that vote. And it actually makes it, I think, a little bit easier for Donald Trump. So everybody's welcome to join in the race and come on in. I think we can all think back to 2016. And remember, there were 17 candidates and Donald Trump running for that Republican nomination. People said he had no shot, but it turned out the more the merrier. And it really was for him in 2016. Um, so he's not, I, I don't think, afraid of anyone or anything. And I think it actually may help him to get more people in this race. So well, we're ready for all of it. Lara Trump on Greg Kelly reports. What you didn't hear there was Greg asking her about running for the Senate, and she said it's something she's going to revisit when her children get a little bit older. Lara Trump is, of course, the wife of Eric Trump. They have two children. Hey, it's Eric Trump calling for Tony. Can you tell him I'm a little bit busy right now? Always good to hear from Eric. And today is an interesting day in terms of the 2024 presidential campaign. Governor Ron DeSantis's book, Ronnie D, as I affectionately call him, the book, The Courage to Be Free, subtitle, Florida's Blueprint for America, comes out today. Governor is expected to do a book tour, which I'm not sure if any details are actually out on that yet, but the book tour would essentially become a campaign tour. And remember, Ronnie D hasn't made it official yet, and as Lara Trump said a few minutes ago, he did promise to run the state of Florida for four more years when he was reelected last year. In other news, confidence in the economy fell for a second straight month. I probably don't need to tell you that. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index fell to just under 103 in February. That's down three points from a January survey noting that fewer consumers, me included, are planning to purchase homes, cars, or other big ticket items in the next 12 months. And from the what the heck is wrong with people department, a Louisiana woman is under arrest for selling drugs out of her ice cream truck. Cops in suburban New Orleans pulled over the converted school bus for expired tags and no brake lights. Inside, they found melted ice cream in the freezer and a huge stash of meth. A reminder, if you're going to drive around and sell drugs, make sure you have a current tag and your brake lights are working. No, <laughs> the reminder is Newsmax TV can be found on most major cable systems as well as platforms like Roku, Amazon, and others. And if you have AT&T or any other provider that doesn't carry Newsmax, call them up and tell them you'd want Newsmax. Demand Newsmax. And be sure to get the Newsmax TV app so you can watch your favorite shows like Wake Up America, Spicer & Company, The Record with Greta Van Susteren and others anywhere, anytime. The app is free. It's in the App Store or Google Play. Thank you so much for listening to Newsmax Daily. Be sure to tell all your friends to check it out, as well as the other Newsmax podcasts. I'm Tony Marino. See you right back here tomorrow. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. 
Then watch us anytime, anywhere. 